The following audio is from Lifehouse Church. We hope you are blessed by this message and encourage you to connect with us on social media or at lifehousechurch.org. What's worrying you right now? There's something robbing your rest and stealing your sleep. Is there missing peace in your 2020? Not just something missing, but peace is missing from your life. What, what I know is this, the troubles around us don't cause trouble in us. Oh, it, it might create more stress, but no, here's what the troubles around us do. The troubles around us exacerbate or put pressure on the trouble that's already in us, and it pulls it out. It exposes it. It, it reveals what hurts inside, right? The wrongs around us reveal what's wrong inside of us. And if you're anything like me, this season has been really challenging. It's caused a lot of worry and stress. And uh, there have been plenty of days in the last several months where I've gone home and uh, one of my kids says something or just one little thing goes wrong and I just, I kind of lose it. I, I get upset and I maybe say or react the wrong way. And what I've, what I've recognized is that, you know, I'm going home carrying the weight of the world because I'm carrying so much stress and struggle from my work day. And you might even think, you know, I mean, how could a pastor relate to what the rest of us are going through? And I'll just say this, uh, trust me, we all get it. Everyone's going through it right now, carrying the worry, carrying the stress, carrying the difficulties of what's going on. Not just because I'm reading the same news and I'm carrying, you know, I'm dealing with the same tensions and the same craziness as all the rest of you, but the reality is, you know, I'm running an organization where I feel uh, like I'm carrying the weight of the world. And I'm, you know, the reality is in churches like other nonprofits, we got uh, decreasing resources, but an increasing need, right? We're trying to do more with less. And so I'm, I'm worrying about, you know, how do we meet the needs? How do we, how do we have the impact we believe God wants us to have, serve people, impact people, serve our community, love our community while doing it with so much less. And uh, so, so many days I go home feeling like I'm carrying the weight of the world. And I, I think you do too. Right now, you're probably carrying the weight of the world. You're, you're carrying the weight of politics and hoping that at some point it'll just be relieved. The tension of, of all the, the racial issues and challenges that we're seeing in our nation. And, and then you add on to that the craziness of the pandemic and, and all of the difficulties that are going along with that. And some of you, you're joining us online because you're not coming out to a gathering. Others of you, you're, we're excited that you're joining us online because you're able to join us from, from somewhere else outside of our area. I just want to say not only welcome to each of you joining us online, we're excited to have you, but we also are acutely aware that there's a reason you're joining us behind a TV screen or a computer screen, and we want to invite you in, but I also am very aware that there's unique tension, there's unique worry that you're carrying right now at home. In fact, I hope I can just pull you in, maybe put down the dishes or maybe stop what else you're doing and just focus in for a moment. You know, is there anything that could lift the worry? and just pull you out of this moment where you feel like you're carrying the weight of the world. Have you ever been just, I don't know, maybe, maybe having a pity party or maybe in the middle of an argument or maybe just so stressed out from everything that's going on in your life and something suddenly 
snapped you out of it. I have these moments where maybe I'm just really upset or I'm just lost in my thoughts. We're sitting at the dining room table, but my mind is, you know, 100 miles away. And then one of my boys will just give me a little grin. Maybe, maybe my youngest son, Caleb, you know, a year and a half old, and he'll just give you that big smile. And suddenly it just kind of makes the, all of the weight I'm carrying just kind of lift. Or my, my, my next youngest son, Matthew, he's super affectionate. He'll just run over and just give you a big hug out of nowhere. Or maybe one of my girls says something. Or maybe it's a sunset or a view. Or, or you just look up in the stars and suddenly all of that weight just begins to lift. Is it possible that something could just snap you out of the stress and the worry and the troubles that you're carrying? Do you think maybe the brush of an angel's wing would do it. Or seeing and hearing an angel speak to you. You think that might kind of capture your attention, fill you with wonder and relieve the worries? Well, let me, let me jump into a story of the first Christmas. As God comes near, let, let me set the stage for you. Maybe you could relate a little bit to all that was going on in the nation of Israel. Bear in mind, when God showed up, Jesus born of a virgin named Mary, here was kind of a national climate. You had a nation oppressed and in poverty because of the Roman uh, um, spread, the spread of the Roman Empire. They've captured and taken over the nation of Israel. The, as a result, the nation is in poverty. The elites are ruling and abusing the poor. The Roman soldiers occupy the city streets. They not only overtax the people, but they can abuse and take advantage of the people. And in fact, the reason Mary and Joseph went to Bethlehem was because they had to go back to the hometown of Joseph, where they were going to be part of the census so that the Roman Empire could increase their taxes. And so imagine, right? Mary and Joseph are headed home to Bethlehem. So this little village is being overrun by all the families coming back. So of course, there's some excitement, right? Busy streets are bustling. There's some enthusiasm of reconnecting with all the family. But this is not like a typical holiday where everyone's excited to see each other. There's a lot of stress. There is news about Rome over, I mean, how much more can we take? How much more do they want from us? Don't the soldiers already beat and abuse us? Aren't they already overworking us? I mean, you could literally listen in at the dining room table and you can hear this, the tension. You can hear the anger and the frustration. They're, they're beat down and now they're going to increase their taxes? Are you kidding me? Every hotel is filled. I mean, there's not even an Airbnb that you can, you can uh, rent because every room is filled in the village and Mary and Joseph are on their way. And while Mary and Joseph show up, off, away from all the noise, there's a few shepherds taking care of flocks in the evening. And, and the author, Luke, this Greek physician who encounters Christians and becomes curious about Jesus, eventually believes in Jesus and writes his account from investigating the life and teachings of Jesus. He captures this moment in Luke chapter two. 
Suddenly a great company of heavenly hosts appeared with the angels, praising God and saying, glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom his favor rests. So here's the moment. The, the angels, the shepherds are out in the fields away from Bethlehem. An angel shows up to them and says, don't be afraid. I bring you good news that will, be, that will bring joy to anyone and everyone across the whole world. Today in the, in the village of, of David, in the city of David, is born the Son of God. And you will see it with your own eyes. You're going to go and in a manger, there's going to be a little baby wrapped up in swaddling clothes. And then right after he says that, this choir of angels appears in the night sky, singing and celebrating. And what are they singing? They're singing glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace to those on whom God's favor rests. In the middle of all the turmoil, and all the troubles, and all the political chaos, and, and the busy activities of families reconnecting, and all the troubles around them, and the, the economy struggling, and taxes too high, and people feeling the pressures and the weight of the world. A choir of angels shows up to shepherds. Maybe they were the only ones that would listen. And he says, I got good news for you. And I want to invite you to join in the wonder of God who rules in the highest heavens, who is bringing peace into our broken places. And I love how, how the author Luke just writes, suddenly, like in the middle of the craziness, the baby smiles at you and suddenly everything changes. You're, you're driving down the road crazy early in the morning on a commute to work and suddenly you see a, a shooting star and it just captures your imagination or you're, you're driving down the road and suddenly you see a scene that takes your breath away. And, and that's kind of what Luke is getting at. And the point is that God gives peace in the midst of our troubles. Maybe, maybe there's someone else in your home and you just need to lean over and say, hey, God gives peace in the midst of our troubles. The angels sing peace on earth, right? Not, not peace when we get to heaven, not peace when this whole thing is over. No, you can have peace right now in the middle of all of the chaos. Here's what we want. We, we often believe that what peace means is that it's a calming of our troubles, that things will get better at work. Think, like what we want is peace in the middle of this pandemic, right? We want the vaccine to come out and for the government to say, okay, you can go, this life can go back to normal, right? And we're thinking, when will it get back to normal? When we no longer have to wear masks everywhere we go, we no longer have to worry about someone getting sick, about someone we love who's immunocompromised, catching it from one of us. Like, we don't have to go through life constantly worried and stressed about this situation. We're kind of waiting for like the troubles to be released and things to get back to normal for things to calm down. And what we often believe is that when the troubles around us be, are, are calmed, we will feel peace inside. But haven't you noticed that the exact opposite is actually true? You can be in a calm situation 
and feel trouble inside. Worries stirring, even though the world around you is peaceful and calm. I I know for us, some of the most stressful days are the days leading up to and the moments before we go on vacation. We're all stressed out. We're trying to get packed. We're trying to get this. We don't want to forget something. And so there's, I don't want to say it, but maybe a little bit of yelling, a little bit of, you know, raised tension and anxiety while we're getting ready to go on vacation, right? Isn't, isn't sometimes for you the holidays, the Christmas season, some of the most stressful time because you want to get everything right in the preparation for celebration. You could be sitting at the beach or poolside at a resort. You could be sitting with your family in the holidays, and yet in you, your mind is racing with worry and you're carrying the weight of the world. Why? Because it's not our circumstances that create the worries. And the calming of the circumstances would not calm our fears or our anxieties. No, the pressure around us can put pressure on us and expose them. But the reality is there's nothing we can do externally to calm the the worries inside of us. And so what God does is he speaks into the storms inside of us, the troubles inside of us, and he's declaring through the angels, glory to God in the highest and on on earth, peace. Peace in the midst of your troubles. What I know is that the primary reason there's not peace in us, not because there's not peace around us, but because the the lack of peace in us And it's not just our worries, it's not just our struggles, it's not just our anxieties, it's that it exposes something much deeper, our stresses, our fears. And all of that comes from a much deeper rooted place Jesus called sin. It's because that we're separated from God. And we don't have the peace of God. We're, we're, there's something disconnected between us and the hope that we could have in God, the peace that we could have in God. And as a result, we go through life carrying spiritual turmoil, a separation from God. And as a result, it, we bring this lack of peace, this internal spiritual trouble everywhere we go. And the end result of sin It's not just that it robs us of peace, where we have a missing peace. It's not just that it causes anxiety and fears. It's that it wrecks our life, separating from God, leading us to a forever separated from God in eternity. And that's the the wonder of Christmas, that God showed up in the midst of our troubles. And the angels declare, let let me jump right back in, right? What do the angels sing? Glory to God in the highest heaven and on earth peace and and what he what the, this the peace that he offers to those on earth is specifically to those and he says this on whom his favor rests right so it's it's this exclusive peace for those that have the favor of God and I read that and I go I want that am I one of those people that God's favor rests on so that I can experience peace Now, the takeaway I want to give you is this, that you can receive peace with God in order to experience the peace of God. What we want is the peace of God in us regardless of the circumstances. But the only way you get the peace of God is if you first 
receive peace with God. Because recognize that the primary trouble in our life is that we don't have peace with God. We're separated from relationship with God, and so there's this disconnect, there's this spiritual battle, there's this spiritual tension that we all carry. We, we feel this, there's something deeply wrong inside of me. And so what we have to first do is receive peace with God in order to experience the peace of God. If you don't have the peace of God, it's because you may not be experiencing peace with God. And so what, is, what does God do? He doesn't just send angels to declare peace on earth. He comes, right? The angels were letting the shepherds know that this day is born in Bethlehem, the Son of God, a baby born. But Jesus didn't just come to be born of a virgin named Mary to, to you know, so we have a little cute nativity scene. No, Jesus was born to die. Why did he have to die? Because his death became the payment for the death sentence we deserve because of sin, which causes internal spiritual turmoil, separating us from God. In order to reconcile us to relationship with God, Jesus had to come and take on the weight of our sin, carrying the weight of the world. And so when he died, his death the payment for our death sentence from sin, but Jesus not only died, he rose from the dead, and in his resurrection, he gives victory over sin, victory over death, and victory over the eternal death sentence we deserve. So that when you and I believe in Jesus by faith, we have peace with God. Maybe right now, wherever you're at, whatever's going on in your life, whatever's causing you worry and stress, imagine you could just know that you had peace with God, that God was present in you, that God was for you, that God was on your side, God was not against you, and you were not against God, that there's nothing you've ever done that would separate you from God because he would forgive you and love you and pour his goodness in your life. I am confident that you want that. And if that's where you're at, I mean, what better season than Christmas to have peace with God? And if you're making that commitment, would you let us know? One of the ways you can let us know is simply text the name Jesus to 41411, or maybe just in the comment section, you just want to type Jesus. And we're going to want to follow up with you because we want to encourage you as you begin this new relationship with God. But what I know is this, that when you believe in Jesus— one of the most amazing and remarkable things that happens is that you receive peace with God. Let me be clear. Peace is not found in the absence of trouble, but in the presence of God. Let me say that again. Peace is not found in the absence of trouble, but in the presence of God. And so when you have peace with God, you begin to carry the peace of God regardless of what's going on around you. So you could be in the middle of the storms of life. You could be in the middle of the, you know, the frenetic activity of Christmas. You could be in the middle of a pandemic. You could be in the middle of, you know, racial tension or political tension or economic turmoil. And you could feel this deep inner peace 
because you know that you have peace with God. God is not against you. God is for you, and you're not against God. You're with God, and because you know there's peace with God through your faith in Jesus Christ, then you carry the peace of God into any and every circumstance. And that was the message of the angels. They were singing, there is wonder in the glory of God, and the wonder fills us with peace. He transforms a broken world, brings peace from God. And who is this exclusively for? Let me jump back in and remind you. Luke chapter 2, verse 14. Remember, the angels are singing, glory to God in the highest heaven. And on earth, peace, right? The peace is not just waiting for you in heaven. The peace is right here on earth. And it's for those on whom his favor rests. See, when you know that God is not against you, he is for you. His favor, his blessing is on your life. He is for you. He loves you. His goodness is on your life because you've opened your life up and you've said, God, I want to know you. I want relationship with you. I am living in relationship with you. And you suddenly recognize that God's favor is on your life. And and here's what I know. God's favor gives peace. Hey, I want you to recognize that. God's favor gives peace. God's blessing, God's goodness, God's joy gives you peace. It's the fact that God is for you that gives you peace and suddenly that changes your approach. Listen to me. Right now you, you got, you're carrying the weight of the world. There's so much that trouble that's around you that you're allowing to, to put pressure on you that is exposing the trouble in you. But it doesn't have to be that way. You can have a confidence that God's favor is on your life. And because God's favor is on your life, you know that God's blessing is on your life. God's goodness is surrounding your life. God's joy is filling your life. And as a result, you can have a confidence that you are carrying the peace of God. And God's favor gives you peace. Are you walking in the peace of God? Here's what another author, an eyewitness to the life of Jesus, Peter, Yeah, he's the guy who often got involved in the middle of the messiness. He's the one that even said to Jesus, no, 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 you don't have to die. He's the one that cut off the ear of a servant who was uh, one of the leaders who was arresting Jesus. And, And Jesus literally had to say, Peter, put away the sword. That's not how this is going down. Well, later, Peter is leading in the church. He writes a letter to the church, and he says, give all of your worries and cares to God. For he cares about you. You can put your worries down. You can hand them to God because God loves you. God cares about you. God favors you. And because you're a favorite of God, you can give God all your troubles. You can give God all of your worries. You can give God all of your cares. He cares for you and he can carry your worries. So how do you do that? Well, you give it to God through prayer, but not just a casual prayer. I mean a weight-lifting kind of prayer. 
Tell God what you want him to do. God, I've got this problem at work. God, I've got this problem at home. God, we've got this struggle in our marriage, or I've got this pain in my relationship with my children or my parents. I I got this burden in my finances. God, here's what I want you to do. I want you to fix it. I I want you to lift it. I want you to take it away. I want you to resolve the tension. Yes, of course, God, because that's the trouble around us. But not only do I tell God what I want him to do, I then reveal, God, here's why. Here's what's going on. So telling God what I want him to do is the trouble around me. But then when I tell him why, I'm revealing the trouble in me. God, because I feel this, because I'm afraid of this, because I'm carrying this, because I'm worried about this. And when we begin to unload our insecurities and our fears and our worries and our doubts and our troubles, what you do is you begin to not just ask God to deal with the troubles around you, you're welcoming God into the trouble in you, and when you welcome God's peace into your inner troubles, God shows up and he comes in. He begins to referee your thoughts. He begins to calm the fears, and he begins to fill you with a supernatural peace that can only come from God and give you peace in the midst of the troubles. And that happens when we pray, but we don't just ask God to do something. We ask God to be present in it and to bring peace in my storms, peace in my fears, peace in my troubles. And I want you to know you can experience that right now. The peace of God because you have peace with God, and you know that you have the favor of God on your life that gives you peace, and you can talk to the Prince of Peace who wants to come in your life, and in every circumstance, and in every moment, some of you are carrying so much worry. And what you need to know is that you have peace with God, and the peace of God, and God's favor gives you peace no matter what you're walking through, and you can pray for peace. And you can invite God into every moment and in every situation that you're walking through right now and he wants to give you peace can i take a moment i want to pray over you heavenly father thank you that you sent your son jesus to be the prince of peace and of course we're asking for peace in our nation peace in this season peace over the pandemic peace in our economy but god what we need most is peace with you and peace from you. We need peace with God. There are individuals right now, they're receiving peace with God. And we know that when we have peace with you, we receive the peace of God. I pray that you be present. I pray you meet us right now. I pray calm and healing and peace over everyone that's listening right now. Would you bring peace into their homes? Peace into their relationships, peace into their troubles, but God, more than anything, peace in their hearts. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to audio from Lifehouse Church. We believe that through Christ, life change happens here. So we invite you to connect with us further by visiting lifehousechurch.org.